Do you spend hours in your head thinking about something that happened, could have happened, or might happen? Do you ask others what to do so you don't make a mistake? Welcome to the Playing It Safe podcast. I am Dr. Z, your host. I am a clinical psychologist, an author, and a person that is super passionate about sharing with you science-based skills to overcome any type of fear-based struggles. Who doesn't experience fear? Who doesn't play it safe? In this show, we will discuss how fear-based reactions happen in day-to-day life, how playing it safe behaviors look like, sound like, and feel like, how you can put into action solid tips from behavior science to get unstuck from worries, fears, obsessions, and anxieties, and how you can start doing what works, what matters, and what you care about. Behavioral science doesn't have to be boring. Thanks for listening, and let's get started. Hi guys, welcome back to the Playing It Safe podcast and thank you so much for listening. As a reminder, for those of you that don't know, I do have a weekly newsletter. The name of the newsletter is Playing It Safe, like the podcast. And in this newsletter, week by week, I do my best to share with you compassionate, caring and actionable research-based skills for everyday problems with fear-based reactions. Dealing with anxiety, worries, fear, panic, obsessions is human, but it can also be messy, complicated, and overwhelming. So week by week, I do my best to share with you different tips that you can use to get unstuck. You can subscribe to the newsletter by going to the website www.playingitsafe.zone. Let me just say again, the website is www.playingitsafe.zone. Today, I am going to continue with this series on mindfulness and I am going to talk about how you can practice mindfulness on the go, especially when you are dealing with overwhelming fear-based reactions like anxiety, worry, panic sensations, or when you're dealing with obsessions. A couple of you sent me an email weeks ago and asked me why I am talking about mindfulness on the go. The first reason is that you can read hundreds of books and listen to hundreds of podcasts and watch hundreds of YouTube videos on mindfulness practices that are very reflective, meditative type and practices in which you need to be in a quiet room, in a quiet space and with a soft light. And that's great when you have spaces in your week in your month to practice meditation or mindfulness in that way. I also think that most of us, we don't have a chance to be sitting in a lotus position 24 hours, seven days a week, or I don't have a chance to go to a retreat every single week in my life. So I have found that to practice mindfulness, you don't have to be like the Dalai Lama. You don't have to be like a monk. But I think you can still build these awareness practices. You can still learn to pay attention with intention to what's happening under your skin and in your surroundings in your day-to-day life. So in my work, I am very invested in 
guiding my clients and coaching my clients to practice these mindfulness exercises in their day-to-day life because most of us, that's the world that we're living in. Now, of course, if you have a chance to go to a meditation retreat, if you have a chance to practice mindfulness in a quiet place with a soft life every day, and you incorporate these micro-mindfulness exercises on the go in your day-to-day life, that's the best combination. Today, I am going to focus in particular on how you handle overwhelming fear-based reactions. What do you do when those intense, fearful reactions come your way? How do you handle panic sensations? How do you handle worries? How do you handle obsessions? Many times when we experience a strong emotion, we develop a pattern of behaviors when we experience a strong fear-based reaction we quickly take action, we do something, we say something, we try to do something in our mind. And the challenge is that some of those responses become very automatic for us, are like our go-to responses. Some of them may be very effective, some of them may not be. So I am going to invite you to check how you are responding to those intense emotions. Let's begin. This time, I am going to start with two brief exercises. You don't have to stop doing what you are doing. These are very short exercises. And the purpose of them is to simply notice what shows up for you. To start, I am going to say a couple of words. And all that you have to do is to notice if there is any memory coming into your mind, any thought any sensation in your body, any feeling or emotion that comes your way. Here's the first word. Love. Apple. Earthquake. Cell phone. Chocolate. What did you notice? See if you can notice what came up for you. The words were love, apple, chocolate, earthquake, cell phone. Now, I am going to invite you to think of different moments you may have encountered this week or the last month. See if you can remember a sad moment that you experienced or went through this week or this month. It can be a sad situation that happened recently or even months ago. Just see if you can choose one of those memories without getting stuck on whether it's the right memory or not. And as you hold onto this image, see if you can notice what else comes your way. Is there any thought showing up? Is there any thought about yourself coming your way? Is there any other feeling? For the second part of this exercise, see if you can recall a moment in which you got angry. Don't worry if it's something that happened recently or a long time ago. Just see if you can recall one of those moments in which you felt angry. And as you did with the first memory, 
See if you can bring into your mind that particular moment to the best you can. And as you notice that memory of a moment in which you felt angry, see if you can notice any other thought showing up. Maybe there is a criticizing thought or a judgmental thought. Maybe you had thoughts about yourself. And I'm going to invite you to let go of that memory and notice how it was for you to participate in these exercises. How it was for you to notice how you felt or how you thought when going back to some memories. The reason why this is important is because every single minute we are feeling something. We are sensing something in our bodies. We are thinking of something in our heads. Practicing mindfulness on the go is about learning to be aware of what's happening inside of you by watching your thoughts, watching your feelings, watching your sensations, and watching the urges that come when dealing in particular with the strong emotions, with the strong fear-based responses. When practicing mindfulness on the go, you give yourself a chance to step back from a given situation, especially a challenging one, notice your experience, and then you can choose how to respond to those moments without having to judge yourself or judge your emotions or doing exactly what emotion tells you to do, especially when we're dealing with fear. It's like you are switching from living in automatic pilot mode to living in mindful mode, to living in a mode in which you are aware of what's happening. So the more that you practice mindfulness on the go, the more skillful you are going to be at choosing how to handle those moments versus being consumed by the emotions. When we are feeling anxious, worry, scared, and we're dealing with obsessions and we're dealing with panic sensations, it's very overwhelming. It's like you are on an emotional roller coaster and it's easy to be consumed by those strong emotions. So these experiences can be so intense that you cannot imagine that there is other way of reacting and responding to them except for doing exactly what emotion pushes you to do. If you are feeling afraid, you may have strong urges to disconnect, to detach, to hide, to avoid. And of course, sometimes you may do that because that's all what you know and because it feels impossible to respond to those emotions differently. As one of my friends say, we are emotional beings. The tricky part of this emotional reality is that sometimes our feelings, especially fear-based reactions, play tricks on us. If we don't pay attention, we won't even realize we're feeling anxious, we're feeling scared. In fact, I cannot tell you how many times in my work with clients when I ask about how they feel about a particular situation, what's showing up for them, they may say things like it's upsetting, it's sad, but I think what happens is that sometimes we don't recognize when we're feeling anxious, when we're feeling scared, when we're feeling afraid. 
The challenge is that if we don't recognize what we are feeling, we will keep doing what emotion pushes us to do. If we don't recognize when we're feeling scared or when we're feeling afraid, we may keep doing what fear and anxiety push us to do. So I think that it's very important to know these, some of these micro shifts that we experience. Otherwise, the emotions will be dictating every single thing we do in those moments. Some of the books that have been written about emotions distinguish a positive emotion from a negative emotion and encourage us to do everything possibly to experience only positive emotions and to avoid, at all costs, negative emotions. We also have been told that if we have a negative emotion, we should replace it right away with a positive one. The challenge is that that's not a workable model because we don't have control of what we feel. Within acceptance and commitment training, we talk about emotions as reactions that happen. They are not good, they are not bad, they are not positive, they are not negative. Seeing our feelings as good or bad is just an overjudgment thought. We don't have to like when we experience uncomfortable emotions. And naturally, we will do everything we can to run away from it. The challenge is that the more that we try to escape, from strong emotions, the more intense the emotion becomes because all strategies to suppress emotions actually amplify it, magnify it, and make it bigger. The more that you don't want to feel anxious, the more anxious you are going to feel. The more that you don't want to feel stress, the more stress you are going to feel. It's far more useful to look at whether our response to a given emotion is helpful or not when that emotion shows up. So let's unpack the most common strategies we use when dealing with fear-based emotions. These strategies may take different forms, but all of them have a single goal, to control your fear-based reactions, to control your emotional struggle, and avoid discomfort at all costs. One of the most common responses that people use when dealing with all types of fear-based reactions is disconnecting. When we are using avoidance as an emotion management strategy, it's quite likely that when having an intense feeling, we leave the situation. We get out of the situation as soon as possible. Think about it. Was there any time when you experienced worry, fear, anxiety, or panic, and you left the situation? Another common strategy that people use to manage intense emotions is distraction. When you are using distraction as an emotion management strategy, you will use any activity to distract yourself from any fear, worry, anxiety, or panic sensation you are experiencing. You may spend hours watching television. You may spend hours working in your office, surfing on internet. But the idea is that you do all types of things to distract yourself from experiencing fear. Another way in which people manage 
these intense fear-based reactions is by pushing them away immediately using different substances like alcohol, food, or even prescription medications. The purpose here is the same, to reduce, to get rid of the intense emotional reaction you're having when feeling afraid. These emotion management strategies may be helpful at times. For example, if you are getting angry and you catch yourself getting ready to scream at the person in front of you, maybe it's more helpful to remove yourself from that situation than acting on anger. However, it's very different if you rely on these strategies if you rely on distraction, suppression, avoidance, or pushing them down with substances when you are feeling scared, when you're feeling anxious. It's very different if you are relying on these strategies without looking at whether they are improving or worsening the moments you are going through. When using these strategies rigidly and as your go-to responses, they quickly transform into a pattern. And every time you experience a fear-based reaction, you may rely on them. You may escape from that uncomfortable moment you are experiencing. The challenge is that every time you run away from these emotions, every time you escape from them, the emotions get stronger and they will visit you with much more intensity. Every time you're running away from experiencing fear, it's like you are feeding a little tiger with a piece of a steak. At some point, the little tiger gets bigger. And instead of being satisfied with a single piece of a steak, it will demand more pieces. These micro-emotional roller coasters will continue happening until you learn to handle all the worries fear, anxieties, panic sensations, and obsessions that come your way without running away from them. And that's why mindfulness on the go exercises are super helpful because as you experience any type of fear-based reactions, you may want to check if you're managing it by disconnecting, by pushing it down with substances, by distracting yourself quickly from them. So for the next couple of days, especially when feeling anxious, scared, afraid, worried, see if you can carefully notice what's the emotion that you are experiencing. How does it feel in your body? How intense is it? What's the beginning and what's the end of the motion? And check What's the motion pushing you to do? What's the motion asking you to do? Is the motion asking you to distract, to avoid, to hide, or to push it down with other stuff? Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, I will very much appreciate it if you will subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. And if you're feeling extra generous, I welcome a review on Apple Podcasts. Show notes of this episode are in the website playingitsafe.com. Make sure to subscribe to my newsletter so you can receive more tips to stop all types of unworkable playing it safe actions. See you soon! <laughs>